All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rolling with the Winners, episode 14. Happy, it'll be Friday when you guys are listening to this. So the weekend has arrived. That is exciting. Um, Also sort of exciting. Next week, I'm going to be 24 years old, which is crazy. I I know most people don't think that's super old, but for me, it sounds way older than 23. Like 24 maybe is now considered my mid-20s. I can't decide. I I honestly think I'm just going to feel better if I say 25 is your mid-20s. Is that when that starts? So that I feel better about where I'm at. Um, also excited because next week is homecoming at Ohio State. Um, not going to the game. It is against Michigan State, so that's cool. But um, I'm going to see lots of people who I haven't seen in quite a while, which will be fun. So if you're listening and you're going to be there, hit me up. Would love to see you. Uh, All right. Anyways, so obviously I have talked many times about college athletes and whether or not they should be paid. And I've gone into quite a bit of detail about this, the rumblings of this California bill. Um, In response to that bill, we have heard a lot of people speak up. Um, Like I had mentioned, many professional athletes were um, standing in support of the bill, saying that they do think there should be some type of compensation for college athletes. Um, And we have now heard some disagreements against it coming from the direction of Tim Tebow. Uh, He was one to disagree that college athletes should be paid in any way. And I have a couple thoughts on this. Um, If you haven't heard what he said, um, I would encourage you to go take a look at it um, because it's interesting to see the difference in viewpoints um, of people from different sports, different backgrounds, different walks of life. Um, First of all, I want to say Tim Tebow is quite literally making money off of his name and likeness from his success in college football. He gets to sit there in his job now and give his opinion on things happening in sports because of his college football likeness. Um, I know he's making money off of it post-college. Yes, I am aware he's not in college anymore. But still, just want to give the simple fact of the f- that it's sort of contradictory for him to be saying that, considering where he is now. Um, also, most college athletes don't have quite the same level of fame as Tim Tebow had in his college career. Um, when it comes to college football players, I I truly cannot think of many people who had more fame than Tim Tebow did during their college football years. So he has had far greater opportunities that have come from that post-college than what lots of others would have when it simply comes to, like I said, his likeness from his days as a college athlete. The other part that kind of bothers me about this is that we all know Tim Tebow came from a different background than many other college football players do. It is much easier for him to say that he would reject that money um, than a kid who has come from a much more underprivileged background and wants to support himself and his family. Um, I just don't really agree with him in the fact that he shouldn't be speaking on experiences he can't relate to. Um, Just because he would reject the money doesn't mean other people would based on their life experiences and uh, where they come from. I am sure this conversation about college athletes and money is going to continue forever until something changes. Um, And it's just always interesting to hear these big names throw in their two cents about it um, and comment on it. And we have really seen 
few athletes disagree with it. So it is interesting um, to hear someone comment on it in a different way. Um, Also, if you do look up the video, uh, I know Stephen A. Smith was a part of this conversation and um, I don't know, not sure how I feel about him. I actually saw him speak before um, at Ohio State when I was there as a student, but I feel like he is also kind of out of touch with the world around him at times, um, as many people are who are um, have risen to fame in their life. So it's hard to take your mind back to how you would be thinking if you were an 18-year-old kid heading off to college um, to play a sport when you have nothing. Um, so just wanted to throw it in throw that in there. Um, I also want to throw in a quick blurb here to keep up with the NBA agents story that has been circulating for many weeks now. Uh, NBA agents have now signed a letter saying they won't register for the NCAA's agent certification process that the NCAA has now proposed um, for agents. Uh, This letter will be passed from the agents to the Players Association and then to the NCAA. So we will see what comes from this. I'm sure it's going to be an ongoing back and forth, um, but just wanted to keep everyone updated on that. All right, so getting into some NFL talk, um, the injuries, man, those have been coming in hot and heavy this season, and we are only three weeks in, so it is a little bit of a concern, I would say, just just how things have been going so far. Um, some of the big names um, on this injury list so far, Big Ben out for the year. Uh, it's super fun living in Pittsburgh right now and seeing how everyone's reacting to that. It just brings some joy to my heart. Not that I wish injury on anyone, but I love seeing Steelers fans upset. Um, Saquon, he's out for four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Cam Newton has some type of foot injury. Sometimes they say he's day to day. Now they're saying he's trying to avoid surgery. I haven't been able to really follow that because I've seen conflicting reports regarding his health. Um, so definitely one to keep an eye on for sure. It's just, it is crazy how many major injuries have already happened, Um, football is just, it's just a crazy sport like that. I know nobody is invincible in any sport, um, but football is just such a physical sport that it can end you very quickly. I mean, Big Ben out for the year. Um, big names here. Saquon was, I'm pretty sure the number one fantasy draft pick in every fantasy league that exists, or at least 99% of them out for four to six weeks. I mean, nothing is promised to you. So uh, we will definitely keep up on those injuries. Um, The only, I want to say, positive thing that ever comes out from injuries is you get to see players step up who may not have had the chance to step up before that. Um, You get to have those breakthrough athletes. That wouldn't usually happen unless someone is injured or someone just starts playing so, so horribly that you have to put someone else in. Um, Sometimes it takes an injury to say, okay, next man up, and you give a guy a shot who ends up being amazing. So it does end up bringing out good stories in the air. So we'll keep watching. Uh, The next thing I wanted to talk about is Tony Bennett. He, um, if you don't know who he is, he is the Virginia men's basketball coach. Um, He has extended his contract to seven years, but he declined a raise and made a gift to career development for current and former players. 
Uh, so this story really stood out to me because it was a very selfless act and just a great reminder that people do tend to be a bit greedy with their money in sports or any industry with um, fame or any industry ju- that simply just has this kind of money to offer. Um, and Tony Bennett really made a point of saying he is blessed beyond belief with the money he already has and would rather make a $500,000 donation to career development for current and former Cavalier players. Um, I just think that says a lot about him as a human being. So I want to just throw you that feel-good story. It's always a good reminder to see those things happening in sports. Um, and I will be a fan of Tony Bennett. Uh, maybe not the Virginia basketball team. Although I've never really disliked them. I don't have anything against them. I enjoy watching them play. But um, I am a Tony Bennett fan. Now and forever. <laughs> so... You know I had to get into this. The Antonio Brown saga continues. Um, He has now been cut by the Patriots, obviously, if you haven't seen. And he has now stated that he will be retiring from the NFL. Um, So to take it back a little further from where I left off with this on the last podcast, um, there have been some pretty horrific texts and emails released regarding these allegations against Antonio Brown. So that is obviously not working in his favor. Um, I also saw Nike dropped him as a spokesperson, which isn't super shocking, as I'm sure most brands would not want to be associated with this kind of issue. Um, Most brands do drop athletes or spokespeople when they have controversy like this. So not super surprised to see that. But like I said, um, Antonio Brown has now stated that he's retiring. He actually tweeted, um, will not be playing in the NFL anymore. These owners can cancel deals, do whatever they want at any time, and we will see if the NFL Players Association holds them accountable. Sad they can just avoid guarantees, anything going on, 40 mil, two months, see if they pay up. First of all, no punctuation in that tweet. Very hard to read and understand. Um, It's... A little silly to see him saying this because in my core, I feel like there wasn't going to be another team picking him up anytime soon. I know NFL teams have definitely taken on players with some not great situations, but it does feel like right now Antonio Brown would be a toxic addition to a locker room. Um, I also tweeted this out the other day, but I'm curious if people still think Antonio Brown deserves to be a Hall of Famer. Um, just with the way his career has ended, at least for now, who knows what will happen, but let's say it does end now. Um, Obviously, in his peak years, he was one of the greatest to ever play at his position, but if his career is actually over now, it was definitely cut shorter than was to be expected. So I'm interested to see in a few years, uh, once he's actually eligible, how that will all play out. Um. So I recently saw a story that the NBA Board of Governors passed a new package of tampering rules, including random audits to ensure compliance. Uh, The NBA offseason and even the months leading up to the offseason have really been filled with a lot of tampering controversy uh, in the last few years. I feel like it's been much more than in previous years. I don't have a lot of thoughts on the new rules, to be honest, because there is already a system in place to get teams in trouble for tampering. Uh, They are just not really enforced. So I feel like this is just putting it into 
words, just another way to pretend that they will be enforcing this more. Um, I have a hard time believing they will, but it will be interesting to see if any teams do suffer consequences from this in the coming seasons. All right, now this is probably the most important segment of this podcast episode, and it comes down to two words, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Did you think I would be saying this is the most important segment of this podcast like two months ago? No. I I want to state first, I'm not going to buy too much into the hype because one amazing game doesn't say much about the ability to be a great quarterback long term in the NFL. Teams start to figure out what you do and learn the way you play And then it becomes much harder to have success. So I do want to preface this by saying I don't fully buy into the hype. I understand why Giants fans are excited because as a Browns fan, we have learned to hold on to any little ray of sunshine that comes to us over the years. But with that being said, wow. I mean, what a game for the man who many, including myself, thought was the stupidest pick in the entire NFL draft. Um, I'm going to hit you with a couple interesting stats about Daniel Jones after his performance in the Giants game. Daniel Jones is now 1-0 when trailing by 18-plus points. Eli Manning is 0-44 in those same games in his career. Daniel Jones threw for over 300 yards and accounted for four touchdowns, and he did not throw an interception. That was the Giants' largest come-from-behind win in 49 years. So that is all super impressive, and honestly, I'm just really glad to not see Eli Manning out there because I do believe the Giants needed to move on from him. Like I said, I get the excitement coming from the Giants fan base. We will see, though, how things play out when other teams have some actual NFL tape to study of him. You're not going to be using his Duke tape as a quarterback at Duke to study how he's going to play in the NFL. It's really hard to judge a new quarterback like that. Um, I think that's something I personally believe Baker is struggling with right now, that teams now have NFL tape on him and are starting to figure him out a little bit more, figure out his tendencies, what he wants to do in the game. Um, So we will see what happens when other teams start to have, you know, some more substantial things to look at in terms of his NFL career. Um, it's really the true test of a quarterback. So congrats to the Giants fans, though. I know everyone has been wrecking that decision for months. It's just been like the comedic joke in football since the NFL draft. So I'm sure it feels good to stick it to everyone with uh, such an incredible come from behind win. So congratulations to um, if I, I think I have some Giants fans as listeners. Um so moving on to some college football talk in in the world of college football this last weekend, Ohio State had a crazy win uh, while M-Word had a horrible loss. If Jim Harbaugh is not on the hot seat this after this season, I truly, I will be shocked. I, I mean, I think he should have been before this, but if this isn't the last straw, I don't know what will be. Um, anyone else in his position would be he is not winning when he needs to and he has not lived up to the hype for a single season Um, the OSU 
M-word game has not even been a competition most years, so obviously they need to make some changes. They almost lost to Army a few weeks ago, just got clobbered by Wisconsin. Um, I mean, it's been fun because there's nothing I love more than sad M-word fans, so I will take it, but it would be nice to have some type of intensity. Um, I mean, every year the Ohio State and more game is going to be exciting regardless of how good either team is. It's going to have hype. It's going to be exciting. Everyone's going to watch it. It doesn't help Ohio State though um, as a team if M-Word is bad and is ranked lower. We need them to at least be somewhat ranked so high and so that it looks like we <laughs> actually beat a good team and didn't just beat some horrible team that almost loses to Army and gets murdered by Wisconsin. So I don't know. I um, I hate to say that I want them to be better, but it does benefit my team in some ways. Um, a fun fact from the Ohio State-Miami game is that Justin Fields set a record for the first OSU quarterback with six touchdowns in one quarter, which is insane. Six touchdowns in one quarter. We started the first quarter being up 7-5. to five. I don't know if any of you watched the first quarter of that game, but it was it was horrible. It was, I mean, to start it off with a be down 2 nothing and start it off with a safety, was it was tough to watch. Um but we obviously brought it back by halftime. We were up 49 to 5. So quite the change in one quarter. That was, I mean, that second quarter was one of the best quarters of football I've seen from a team offensively. It was incredible. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Ohio State and Justin Fields can do in some bigger games against some more quality competition. Sorry to the teams we've already played. Um, but we will start seeing some of those games very soon in the coming weeks. So. I'm excited to see uh, how they'll face up against some some good competition. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough. So I hate to talk about this guy again, but Colin Coward recently had Urban Meyer on his show, and he started talking about Joe Burrow. Uh, most people who know Joe Burrow is know that he played at Ohio State for many years before he transferred to LSU because Dwayne Haskins was taking the starting job at Ohio State. So Colin proceeds in this interview with Urban Meyer. Um, he proceeds to ask him if he has any connections to Joe Burrow and asking him, why did he never play for Ohio State? Urban, <laughs> Urban handled his answer very calmly and said, well, he did play for us. So it was pretty uncomfortable to watch, though. I understand there's a lot happening in sports and it's hard to keep track of everything every year, but... I swear, last season, I, I watched a fair amount of LSU games just because I am a Joe Burrow fan and I was excited to see what he, he would do there. There were some super exciting games. I think they had that one um, like seven or eight overtimes in a game last season. But either way, LSU games were, they were fun, they were exciting. But I swear at least 20 times a game, they mentioned that he was coming from Ohio State, that he was going to lose the starting quarterback job at Ohio State, so he transferred to LSU. Um, it just feels like that was a fact that Colin should have known, but he did not. And it came off it came off pretty stupid to be sitting there with Urban Meyer, who was Joe Burrow's coach for three years, uh, and asking him, do you, know, do you have any connections to him? Do you know anything about him? I mean... That's a little out of touch to be saying that right there. 
So to close things out on this week for important things to know when crushing brewskis in the Muni lot, first of all, I'm hoping to make it to the Muni lot for a game in a few weeks, so catch me there. I am still figuring it out, but probably catch me there. Um, Anyways, I hate to continue talking about Colin Coward, but he recently posted this segment saying that Baker was distracted this offseason because he was planning his wedding and he has been doing commercials. I personally really hated this take. Um, I don't really understand how getting married was a distraction for him. I mean, do you know how many athletes get married every year and continue on quite fine with their careers? Um, I don't think that was any more of a distraction than the athletes who have children or the athletes who spend their free time doing other things. They all do have a life outside of football or whatever their sport is, Um So now for his whole portion about the commercials and promotions he's been doing, honestly, I cannot knock Baker for doing it. He has a national spotlight on him right now. He probably has the ability to make a ton of money off of doing these commercials and promotions. So you better believe he's putting as much time into football as he can. And I don't have an issue with him trying to make some money off of his name while there is hype around him. Colin has been reaching for stories about the Browns and Baker with their, yes, I will say rougher than expected start, but when he gets going on all of these monologues, I just feel like he's reaching to destroy their character. Baker is not a bad guy, and Colin goes off into these rabbit holes to convince everyone that he is a bad guy. It's just whatever gets clicks right now. It's whatever the hot topic is, and I hate that I'm talking about it because I really don't want to give it the time of day, but it just bugs me that Baker and the Browns and Cleveland are thrown under the bus as clickbait. Um, I just think everyone should just relax and let them play. Also, Another note about the Browns that I just thought of because I saw this recently. Um, Big Bachelor fan right here. Um, Next season of The Bachelor, they usually pick like three countries to go to and then they go to one other city other than LA, a a US city. Uh, So this season, word is they are coming to Cleveland, Ohio. I think it'll be a nice stroll around the West Side Market, maybe a group date at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I am also hearing that the Cleveland Browns are somehow going to be involved with this episode. I am so excited to see this. Also super excited to hear all the girls pretend to be excited that the trip that they are taking is to Cleveland, Ohio. At least it's not like Cleveland in February. I think it'll be maybe October or something. So it'll still be nice. But yeah, you might have to look out for the Browns on The Bachelor next season. So keep an eye out for that. So that's all I have for you guys. I'm really ecstatic that we are in full swing with football season now. Um, Even though my fantasy team is one and two, I am just so happy to have football on my TV Thursday through Monday. Um, Oh, interesting. (laughs) Wait, I got to read this because it just popped above my phone from Bleacher Report. Um, OSU is against the pay-to-play act. Gene Smith, the athletic director at Ohio State, says Ohio State will certainly not schedule games versus California universities if the act goes into effect. Fascinating. Okay, well, good to know. That just popped up on my phone, so I had to throw that in there. 
Anyways, still done with the episode. (laughs) If you could take a few minutes to leave me a review, that would be super great. Or rate me five stars um, on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to this podcast or follow it on whatever your preferred podcast listening platform is. Um, I'm pretty much on every single one at this point. Also, please continue to reach out with topics you want to hear. And I will do my best to fit them in and give you guys my take All right, everyone, have a great weekend. Go Browns, go Bucks.